Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Tired Mummy podcast, a safe platform where we can openly discuss the highs and lows of parenthood, judgment-free. Join me in authentic conversations with mums and dads from across the globe. Let's help each other feel less alone, let's grow and feel better in our parenting skin together. Come join our tribe while we get into some real talk. And don't forget, bring your coffee. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for today's bonus episode. Season one has finished and season two hasn't started yet. So I thought I would pop in a little bonus episode to bridge the gap. And also this topic is super relevant in my life right now. And I know there's a lot of you who are wanting to listen to it. So here it is. This episode is all about how we night weaned our toddler. You know, thinking about undertaking night weaning can be extremely overwhelming for some. And night weaning is super individual. There's really no one size fits all approach. The technique we came up with was literally just taking bits and pieces from what we had learned online and what felt comfortable for us and what we thought suited the temperament of our child. So that's why I'm sharing our journey today in the hopes that we can help another family figure out how they're going to approach this next chapter in their parent life. So big love and compassion to all the tired parents out there. You're never alone. All right, let's get started. This episode is sponsored by Bioptimizers. I have been using their best-selling product, Magnesium Breakthrough, and this is actually the first supplement I've been able to find that has all seven forms of magnesium in it. If you didn't know, magnesium is needed for pretty much every function of the body. It helps with anxiety and depression, it's anti-inflammatory, and it helps with sleep, which is why I've been taking it. 
I actually take it before bed and no matter how good or bad my night is with bub, I can definitely feel the difference in my energy levels the next day if I forget to take it. But yeah, I've actually found it really helpful and I'm super grateful that they've been able to give me a discount code. So you can use the code TIREDMUMMY at the checkout and they'll give you 10% off. I'll also put the link in the show notes, but yeah, this product is so epic and I'm just super grateful that I now have it in my life. We are a co-sleeping breastfeeding family um, and my toddler has just turned two. For a bit of context, um, my son has never slept through the night before night weaning, um, like ever. I'm talking he would wake up every 45 minutes to two hours if I was lucky. So it was around that one hour mark. Um, three hours here and there if I was super lucky. And he'd probably done about maybe three five-hour stints. And one of those was the night he was born. So... I am an extremely tired mama, hence the creation of the Tired Mummy podcast and now the Tired Mummy vlog series. So I guess I put a questionnaire up on my Instagram page, which you can follow, the Tired Mummy podcast, asking everyone some advice on night weaning because I was super anxious about doing it. And I didn't get much advice. I got a lot of people asking me to share the advice I got given, which I was like, okay, there's a lot of mamas out there who want to night wean, but they're just like me and they don't know where to start or they're just trying to build up the courage to do it because your mind goes crazy when you're thinking about taking on night weaning. So the reason I'm night weaning is because obviously... I'm exhausted and I would really like to start sleeping. It's been two years and I am done. So dumb. So that's the reason. Completely selfish reason. Um, and, you know, I'm sure it would be great for my little man to get some extra Z's. So that's literally the reason. Um, now, obviously, been thinking about night weaning for a really long time. And I'm just going to put it out there. It, you really have to think about the temperament of your child. I'm not an expert. I, I'm not an expert in breastfeeding or sleep or anything. I'm not a sleep consultant. I'm not trying to sell you sleep or anything. This is just my personal experience. Um, and obviously, I am the type of person that doesn't want to do any type of cried out method. Otherwise, I probably would have done that already. Um, we did try... A form of sleep training at six months old and we tried it for two months but it just it didn't feel right to me it was the intermittent one where you go in every two minutes and three minutes and then you know we had him in our room in a cot and then the sleep consultant was like no he has to be in his own room and the night I did that I don't think I've cried so much it just I just really wish I'd listened to my intuition um, because obviously I wasn't ready and I didn't feel right that I was trying to get him to fucking sleep. But um, I then, you know, went down some rabbit holes and eventually figured out that it's actually biologically normal for a baby to wake up that much. So then I just had to come to this place of acceptance. Uh, but yeah, then we're two years down and I know he doesn't need milk anymore. 
and I know he's just waking up out of a habit because I'm right there, boobies are right there. Why not? Why not have a warm drink of milk every time you wake up? So yeah, my husband and I joined forces as we always do and we decided to night wean, uh, I think it was three weeks after he turned two. Anyway, so I'm going to go through like his the three days of the first three days because then it kind of just gets blurry after that and I stopped writing it down. So the very first night um, in the day he had a one and a half hour nap um, and he was asleep by 10 to 8 p.m. Um, his first wake was... Yes, his first wake was at 9.45 p.m. So, yeah, 8, 9, like an hour and 45, which is pretty good for him. Um, and he woke up really frustrated and upset, but only for five minutes. Um, Dad took him to the window and explained to him that it's nighttime still. So I guess then I should explain that um, four days leading up to night weaning, we read the book um, Milk is When the Sun Shines. And we just changed the words. So we put his name in it. We put our names in it, like as in mum and dad. Um, and we changed the word milky to booby. Um, and yeah, we did like four solid days of like talking to him multiple times throughout the day about, hey, mate, you know, when we go to bed in three days time, we're not going to have milky at night anymore. We're only going to have milky when the sun comes up. And then obviously ramped it up. Um, to D-Day and then on the night right before bed like okay we're going to have milk before we go to sleep and then we're not going to have milky anymore we're not going to have booby anymore until the sun comes up um, and he was like okay and then so that's why on his first wake dad took him to the window to show him that <laughs> the sun was not up <laughs> dad took him for a walk around the house actually now that I think about it and showed him everywhere was dark and the sun was not up. Um, and then he was back to sleep at 1040. So yeah. And then he woke again at 1230, which was pretty good for him. And then he went back to sleep with just an explanation and a cuddle, which we thought was awesome. Woke again at 1.30 and then back asleep again with an explanation and a cuddle. He woke up at two, which was only half an hour later. Um, and I knew this would be the hardest time frame because every night from two uh, or three onwards, he's so hard to get back to sleep. Like he's super wakeful. Um, and this is the period of the night where he's just on, off, on, off the boob, like nonstop. And it's just exhausting. Um, and he was upset and he was frustrated. And I got up and I showed him that it was still dark outside. Um... And then I just cuddled him and swayed him for a little bit, um, for about probably five minutes. And then, um, I went and laid back in bed and he laid on top of me like he used to when he was a little baby. Um, and he was restless and rolling around a lot and had a few chats. Um, then he said he wanted a snack. So we had half a banana, um, and we kept offering his water bottle as well throughout the night, obviously, because he's not drinking. So, um, but he didn't really, he didn't really want his water bottle, but he had the banana and he finally went back to sleep at 4am. So that was two hours of 
trying to get him back to sleep. Um, but then he slept until 5.15 a.m. Um, and we decided around that time was probably all right to offer him booby. And we were really excited about it. We made a big deal about it. We we're like, oh, the sun's up. Time for booby. You can have booby because the sun's up. Um, and then we gave him boob and he had a massive drink. Um, and then he went back to sleep and woke back up at six for more boob. And then we got up for the day. Um, I would just like to point out that I really don't think he would have understood this concept if he was any younger, you know, he's just turned two. So he understands what the sun is, what the moon is. He knows that the sun's up during the day and the moon comes out at nighttime and the stars come out at nighttime. Um, all right, night two. Uh, he had a 10 minute nap <laughs> during the day. Uh, failed transfer. So he only had 10 minutes. So he was asleep by 6.40 p.m. Um, and his first wake was at 10.30 and he settled easily back to sleep by just saying the sun's not up. Um, and then he woke up at 1.30. So it was at 10.30, 11.30, that's three hours. That's really good for him. Um, had a drink of water and settled back with an explanation. Like sun, sun's not up. And then he woke up at 2.30. A little bit cranky, but settled back again with an explanation. And then he woke up at 3.30. He was a bit upset and he asked for a snack. So he offered a banana and he didn't want it. Um, but so he settled back and then he woke up at 4.30. <laughs> he was a little bit more annoyed now. Um, didn't want water or a snack, but settled back pretty quickly. Um, and then at five, he woke up at five and told him the sun was starting to come up and that he could have boob. Um, and he had another massive drink and then yeah, fell asleep and woke up at 6.30 for boob. And we laid around and woke up at 7. <laughs> Night three, we decided we would just have dad in the room. Um, and it was a really good night for him. He woke up a couple of times. Uh, and there was, but he went back to sleep really quickly with an explanation. And then there was one 45 minute session where he got a bit upset and my husband walked him around and showed him that the sun wasn't up and that it was night time. Um, I, one of the, I asked him in the morning, I asked my husband in the morning, what's like a phrase that he used to calm him down? Um, and he said something along the lines of mummy knows you're with me and she knows you're safe. And I thought that was brilliant. Um, and that was good for me to know too. Like, obviously I know he's safe with his dad, but when you start night winning and you go to another room, you don't get any more sleep because you're just so anxious about how your child might be feeling. And obviously you're used to waking up yourself a million times. So it's just really new. Um, and yeah, just, I didn't get a lot of sleep. <laughs> So now night weaning has been going on for three weeks and every night is different. He's technically slept through the night a couple of times, like he's woken up a couple of times and put himself back. Um, but some nights, like um, his dad and I are taking turns now, so I'll do two nights in a bedroom and then we'll swap. And I do find the nights he's with me, he still wakes up quite a bit, like maybe four. Sometimes there was a couple nights where he woke up six times. 
And I think it's because he can smell my boobs, me and my milk. And so he tries to push those boundaries to get it. Um, cause yeah, like the last three nights we had, like he woke up like, I don't know, average four times. And the later it gets, he does start asking for a snack. And so I do give him a little bit of a snack and a drink and he goes back super quickly. Like he goes back really quickly. None of this like rolling around for like hours at a time, like he's done before. Um, so that's super positive. I'm super proud of him. Um, but like he slept with his dad last night and he only woke up twice and then woke up at quarter past five and, um, called out to me and I went in and gave him milk like that's an amazing night and it's taken me three weeks to actually sleep and not wake up like oh my god is he okay is he alive like is he does he need me like and like get this like my heart beating really fast and then having to like deep breathe and taking myself taking me forever to get back to sleep so it really is a process and you have to be super compassionate with yourself like you know we carry this little one for nine months and then we co-sleep for two years. So when you finally decide to make that separation, it's going to take time to get used to it. Um, it's going to take time to not getting used to waking up like so many times because literally like the first couple of weeks I found myself uh, sleeping in a different room when I had those nights, I would still wake up like, every single time that he used to wake up and also interestingly I would wake up right before he actually woke up with his dad so we're just so entwined like it's crazy so yeah you really have to be compassionate with yourself to make those changes and take it slow um, if you've got a bubba that's super sensitive um, yeah overall i would say that our night weaning journey has been a success because my son was waking up like eight times plus a night and now he's you know maybe sometimes he'll wake up four times a really good night is one or two and but they're really quick wakes uh and that is like mind-blowing to me because if you're like if you have a baby like me like you just think that you're not ever going to sleep again. Um, but I'm here to tell you, I'm one of those people that's here to tell you your child will sleep one day. They really, really will. So if you're like us where we don't want to cry it out and we want to be responsive and all of those things, um, and you, or you've got a sensitive child you really need to think about what's right for you, what feels good for you and what's right for the temperament of your baby. Like every child has a different personality, as I'm sure you've learned by now, especially if you've got more than one child, they're so different. So in a nutshell for us, we prepared our son for four days prior with Milky when the sun shines, which we changed all the words and put our names in and personalized it for him. And then... We did a team effort because I didn't want my son to be confused that, you know, when we took milk away that I was gone too. Um, I'm sure that's not to say if you decide to do it differently that 
that's bad. That's just how we wanted to do it. We wanted to do it together. We thought if we, you know, two of us was stronger than one because, yeah, we didn't know what he was going to be like. We didn't know if he was just going to lose it. Um, I think that's the other important thing to remember is just to have zero expectations, zero about what they're going to be like, what you're going to be like, um, how long it's going to take, especially with the wakes. Like if I, I would not have the expectations that they're going to sleep through the night because night weaning is not linear. It's still biologically normal for a toddler to wake up in the night. Um, so yeah, I would just not have like super high expectations that as soon as you night wean, they're going to sleep through the night, like, because it might not happen. <laughs> it could happen. It does happen. But I think it's just easier if you prepare your mind to not have those, you know, expectations. I would say doing it with my husband was super helpful. Um, I just think it's really good to have that teamwork if you're not in that position. If you can get a family member or someone to just be there if you're just like beyond your limit and you just need a minute, uh, I would highly suggest that. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything. I think I thought of everything. You know, I'm still feeling the effects of two years of sleep deprivation. So my brain ain't too sharp these days. Um, I'm not sure if I'll ever get my brain power back. I'll let you know. I think it's important to remember that you know your baby more than anybody else. So use those techniques that help settle them if they're upset. And if it becomes all too much, it's all right to just give them boob and start again another time. There's no rules. There's literally no rules. That's why I think a lot of the time sleep training doesn't work or it will work until they either teeth or have another developmental milestone where sleep goes out the window and then you have to do it all over again. If I've learned anything, it's that our children are always changing. Like the amount of settling techniques I've gone through with my son has changed vastly. You know, he used to settle with a pat on the bum. And now if I try to pat him on the bum, he's like, I know you're trying to get me to sleep. Like, don't do that. Like, so it's always changing. You know your baby best. Just do what feels right for you and your baby. There are no rules. Literally, we just made up this ourselves we got a bit from here and a bit from there and that's why i'm sharing so maybe there's something you can take out of our experience that can help with you um, if you did find this helpful please share it with a mama who is in the trenches and needs some support because the more we share our experiences the better the less alone um, people feel um, I'm definitely not here to tell you how to do anything. I'm literally here just to share my experience because I know when I'm having trouble with something, I go to the internet. I don't really have a tribe of people that I can ask for help. Um, and yes, you do have to sift through some things. But yeah, I think it's really valuable to share our experiences. If you feel called to, pretty please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Season two is approaching. And also write me a review. It's super quick and it's super easy and it helps me keep this little potty going. Thank you again for joining me and listening and following along. 
Until next time, this tired mummy is signing out. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.